So, like, thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, when the entire party touched the obelisk, they were brought inside of it into a strange mystical library where they could read the life stories of anyone and everyone they could think of. They finally learned the truth about Epi, or should we say Giuseppe, and learned that the GL on Beryl's tattoo stood for a guildless. Before they could investigate the library further, the obelisk told them it was dying, and it would give them some of its power to help save it in the form of a magical deck of cards. What happens when they draw from the deck? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe! And welcome back to episode 13 of the Bard Rock Cafe. Last time we left off, the team found themselves talking with the obelisk itself. They were in a massive library with the life stories of everyone. As they left, they found they each had a sigil on top of their chest, over their heart, that was the celestial rune that indicated power. And when Brock tapped it, a deck of cards appeared in his hands. Not a full deck. Looks to be, oddly enough, exactly 13 cards. And at the end of the episode, Brock flipped one over. So let's get started. Welcome back. So Brock, these gold-rimmed cards with a red back, you flip over the top one. And what you see is this. I see the card of the fool. What does that yes. mean? You feel something drain from yourself, and you have the option to draw another card immediately. You know what Mr. T said? You pity the fool? Pity the fool! Because you're so a fool. Game, and this is fairly fitting and fortunate for you. The fool card drains your experience points by 10,000, or down to the bottom level of what would be at your current level. So, if you were 3,000 points into level 4, you would only lose 3,000 experience points. Because you just leveled up to level 4, you lose virtually none. But that is the effect of this card, is it drains your experience points. So, I feel like I'm waiting in my gut, but nothing happens when I have to draw this card, basically. Or, you roll the dice and pay the price no more. You should. After you draw this card, you are forced to draw another card. Oh, that is part of the effect as well. You don't get a choice. So this card, you draw it, it dissolves, and you are compelled to draw another card. Oh, jeez. So I actually, like, you can see my hand trying for me to resist the urge to do it, and it just clamps down, and I try, like, stopping it, but I still flip the card over. Guys, that was not me! Uh Uh-oh. I drew the star card. The second card, the star card... You a superstar. Uh, one of your ability scores immediately increases by two. I'm gonna go ahead and... Alright. Sweet, I'm gonna go ahead and choose Charisma. Oh boy. What was your Charisma score? It was 16, now it's 18. Okay. This card can increase an ability score above 20. But you're not that high on any of your abilities yet. I don't imagine. Draw another one. So, So, I just suddenly, like, look like I feel like I have the gift of gab. You have that special glint in your eye. Is there any sort of, like, visual sign to everybody something magical just happened to me? Well, so, Epi, you have the tech magic up from last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a crack of lightning. Like, it's like 
So you know when a flashbang gets thrown into a room, there's a flash, and then, like, you're blinded uh, for a minute, and your ears are ringing. So that's what's happening noise. to you, but, like, twice in a row, right? So Epi's just out of it for a minute. <laughs> Wimp. Just blinking something fierce. Bro, bro, are you still there? Everything good? Yeah, I'm fine. Question, I think last time you said the, everybody's chest glyphs stopped glowing. Did only I get a deck of cards, though? Yeah. And as you draw that card, the second one, um, the deck dissolves, the card dissolves, and then the deck poofs away, and the glyphs on your chest start grow, glowing once again on all of your chests. Interesting. And he kind of rubs his eyes. So, quick question. What just happened to you? It looked like you you basically exploded into a ball of light. It kind of hurt my eyes, not gonna lie. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure, but I feel better? Stronger? Stronger's not the right word, because I don't feel, like, muscly stronger. But I feel real good. And he kind of leans over to Armbar. Did his voice get smoother, or was that just me? Seems like he's kind of like a little bit of a sweet talker nowadays. I did always have the gift of gab. He kissed the Blarney stuff. Alright then. Why did my tattoo come back? And yours did too! And as I point to Brock. Uh, it looks like after you draw so many cards, it, the power goes back to us. I couldn't stop myself from drawing that second card. The first card looks like it compelled me to draw the second. So it looks like if we tap our chests, and I mind doing it, but I don't do it this time, it summons the deck. And then we can draw cards from it. And then those cards do something magical. Well, if my boss did it, I'm gonna do it too, as I, as I like, beat my chest twice. The deck appears in your hand. Does it, does it have 11 cards now, or does it have 13 again? Looks like it has 11. Now what do I do? I want the you power of my boss, So, you don't have to. You can call it to you, or you can... Like, you don't have to draw. You can summon it and unsummon it at will, basically. Now, Champ, I will say this. The first card didn't feel good, so it's a chance that there might be some bad stuff in here, too. Uh, sounds like wimpy stuff to me. And I'm gonna flip the first card over. You drew the rook card. Oh, boy. You drew the rogue. So, you feel reality shift around you, but that's the only sensation you get at the year flashbang again. <laughs> the card dissolves. The card dissolves in your hand, and then the deck disappears. Fair enough. And the sigils on your chest starts glowing again. Epi is just covering his eyes. I don't really feel much different. And then, didn't uh, Epi say something? Mm-hmm. Epi is just covering his eyes. It's like, next time, warn me before you draw a card, please. It's very bright with the spell up. Why don't you tap in your chest now, Epi? Uh, actually, guys, we just got given a spark of power from a celestial being. Maybe we shouldn't waste it all on testing it. Epi just kind of looks at him. That little glowing ring that indicates, you know, that he's got magic vision up just sort of fades out. It's like, well, that just sounds like the Countess way of doing it. Double taps his chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy! Get some! Alright, same deal. Brock uh, is shaking his head. Deck appears in your hand. I am going to study this deck. What does it look like? What are the cards? What's their texture? Tell me about this deck before I draw a card. Alright, 
So that same sense that you had when you were holding the book in the center of the library, it is like energy given form. The deck itself is red-backed cards with gold and black artwork on the front. Um, Can we rig the deck? You can certainly try. Hey, Empy, I think we should try rigging the deck. Well, I don't know. It's have a lot of power in them. But I'm going to try one thing. And can I flip the whole deck over and look and, like, flay it out like a deck of cards so I can kind of see? Oh, see that's ballsy. There? So, uh... Bro- Brock just turns away and covers his eyes. So you try to flip the deck over, the front and the back of the cards look the same. You get the <laughs> sense that unless, unless your intention is to draw a card, you don't get to find out what they do. I'm going to kind of hold it up in armbar direction. Are you looking at the front of the cards or the back? They look at the back to me! Clever. You can't look at the cards until you draw them. Mmm. Well, you feel lucky, punk! I'm feeling adventurous if nothing else, and I pull one. Oh, it's the Grim Reaper card. It would be, honestly. <laughs> it would be. It's alright, I have a backup character. Why did Paul get to draw two cards? And because I, one I of them has an effect one. that forces you to draw. Oh, <laughs> Flames so, with a devil on front of it. So I did draw the death card. No, the death uh, card is a different card. It is Fair. a different card. <laughs> so non-canon, <laughs> we know what the death card looks like. I will post it in the chat, but you didn't draw it yet. But yeah. So this is this is the flames card. Much like Armbar, you feel reality shift around you, but you don't notice anything different. Card dissipates, and the deck disappears. I quickly sketch what the card looked like in more I swear, if my like. class turned into a rogue, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> Russian self. Yeah. You still feel <laughs> you still feel strong and stupid. <laughs> a strong and stupid rogue. <laughs> With a bunch of strength. <laughs> if I'm if I'm flame retarded now That'd be fantastic. I'm a tiefling. I wouldn't know the difference. I feel like that'd be fair. (laughs) Fair enough. We're gonna get fireballed. I'm gonna be fine. Everyone else is gonna be, like, half dead. And I'm just gonna be like, oh, okay, then. Then you'll be the one getting meteor attacked. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, look at at the horns on that thing. There's a little star coming in between them. I looked up what the cards you guys got above game are. I can tell you later. Uh, Everyone in the audience is definitely Googling this right now, so... I don't want to know. Well, that's fine. But good news, you're not a rogue. Okay. I'm probably just going to get murdered in my sleeve. It's fine. You know, that's not even inaccurate. Oh, God. It was either one of those two. I was thinking, like, either either I'm going to get attacked or there's going to be, like... Because like, look, look at the card. It's like a two-face. Yeah. So... Oh, but, but don't worry. The one Epic drew is empirically better. Wor- you mean worse? <laughs> you mean worse? Empirically worse. <laughs> do I do, did I am I going to hell now? Am I going to D and D hell? No, no. You would you like to know while we're waiting for Kenny above game what you get? I think okay. I want it to be a surprise, but tell me, is it a bad thing? Yes, it is a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll censor that in post, but still. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna be hunted. By, did I just become an accidental warlock? No, no, being an accidental warlock I means you made a pact for something. You just made an enemy of something. Oh, 
Fantastic. You should draw another card. No. Maybe it'll be a good thing. Maybe it'll be the, now, the angel good news version. here is there's a good chance that we've substantially decreased the number of bad draws. We drew three of our four cards were bad draws. Yeah. So the chances that there's good draws for when we actually need the power of the god that was given to us not to play with like a toy, that we can actually like use it for your advantage in a bad situation. That's honestly why I, yeah. I I drew the card when I did it because I'm like, if I wait too long to draw a card, I'm just gonna get all the I'm gonna get a lot of bad cards. At least now that the probability of me drawing a, a, a bad card is low. Yeah. There was an inn called Bardrock Cafe that burned to the ground one day. With help from you for a copper or two, reconstruction can start right away. Minstrels will come from all round to bring you quality sound. At Three Towers you might find music delight. Come see the best bards in town. You are cordially invited to join us for a bard off. Join Brock as he tries to prove he's the greatest bard in Waterdeep for our 14th episode. You don't want to miss it. Rook, you just saw all of this happen? Are you also drawing a card? I'm curious, and I guess it's only fair. So, tap of the chest, deck's in my hand, and Rook hopes she's not going to regret it, but takes the chance and draws the card. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Are you serious okay. right Alright, Rook, let everybody know what card you drew. I'm an idiot. Okay. Roll a d4 for me, please. Will two. Two. Your intelligence score drops by three. Okay. So if you had a ten before, you have a seven now. I don't know what your intelligence score was. It was 14. It's gone down to 11. Yes. It's, uh, it could be worse, but it's not great. Yeah. Uh, That's what Rook thinks with her new intelligence score. (laughs) Alright. Exactly. So, as part of this card, it hovers and you have the option to draw another card in the same action, if you would like to. No, I'm fine. You don't want another one? (laughs) For some reason, I feel like I have had enough. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, statistically speaking, we've eliminated four bad cards. The chance that a fifth (laughs) bad card will happen is is lower. You literally just said that about this card, though. So... (laughs) Let's just save it for another time. (laughs) He just looks... So, what'd you get? Well, um... It's a little bit harder for me to think right now. Let me just say that. Oh, this card causes headaches. Rook's being really avoidant. Rook's not meeting anyone's gaze right now. Yeah, you went down from, like, early calculus to algebra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Rook is still smarter than Brock. Wow. Rook has... Oh, wait, no, actually, no, you are ever so slightly not anymore. I was looking at my wisdom. You are... I just want to say, <laughs> above game, as your DM, I personally was really rooting for Armbar to draw this card. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know what? That you know what? I may have saved Armbar. You, you may have saved Armbar. Armbar forgets the yeah. two letters of the alphabet he knows. Yeah, I, I can't oh, rob him of this, he, you know what I mean? would have forgotten the alphabet entirely. <laughs> Depending on how bad it got, I don't. Let me look at his score. I have a sheet up. Oh my god! 
Armbar's intelligence he, is up there with Epi's strength. He had a 50-50 chance to forget how to talk. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh god. We would have lost his dope voice. Oh no. It still would have been there. He would have to I mean, relearn how to talk. Yeah, it just would have been instinctual muscle memory phrases like, oh yeah! That's it. You know. Maybe it would have been even more amazing. You ain't going nowhere! <laughs> Like, he would have been limited to, like, his wrestling catchphrases and nothing else. And that's his only means of communicating. Anyway. You would have made him a Muppet! Uh, that sounds like a homebrew deck of many things card. Turns you permanently into an anthropomorphic puppet. So, you're deciding not to draw another card? Yep. Okay. I, I know what it was gonna be. You'll never know. That was the wish card, man. <laughs> the you wish are? card would solve the problem we need to solve. We wish all the negative cards would go away. <laughs> well, I don't. I think you, you can't can cram that. It. I don't think you can cram that much wish into one wish, though. Understand. You'd have to literally wish we hadn't drawn from the deck at all. Well, all right, there so. are limits on wish. Anyway, so you've all you've all drawn a card, and it was an experience. Some things happen. You feel a little smarter from the experience, except for Rook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Epi just kind of looks around and he's like you know I don't know that my card did anything it looked terrifying but I don't feel any different I feel like it did something I think the question isn't whether or not it did anything I think the question is what it did well I'm not on fire so I, I figure that's at least a plus uh, Epi why don't you ask Mortimer what they know about a magic deck of cards Epi thanks for a minute you know, that's not a terrible idea. Flips out the book, starts writing it. So, we just got a deck of many things from the obelisk. <laughs> it's got a lot of things in it. What do you know about that deck? Your writing fades into the page. There's a brief pause. And the page kind of fills up with some information. What Mortimer has written out for you is this. The deck of many things is a chaotic, primordial power given form, designed with the energy of creation and destruction. Ultimately, it spells doom for everyone that draws from it, but before then, it can save lives, it can bring you fortune or ruin in wild extremes. I would recommend using it with care. It is rare that the deck is ever seen, as every time the wielder of the deck dies, it finds a new location. Not too much is known factually about its origins, or even why it exists. And that's all he says. I relay the information to Armbar and show everyone else. And then I... Does he... Oh, sorry. It's fine. Um, then I scritch into there. So I drew one that said flames, and had a little deadable picture on it, and I draw a very sketchy version of it. Do you know what that one means? I don't know what the cards do. Alright. Does he know who would? I sketched that down. I would imagine any ancient being, or possibly a god of knowledge. So, and if you know any knowledge gods? Well, aren't you an acolyte of the Raven Queen? Maybe uh, if you pray to the Raven Queen, the Raven Queen can give you a sign to guide us in the right direction. Appreciate the thought. God of that point between life and death. Not necessarily knowledge. But they might know where to wish knowledge god for us to go to. We have to remember, the clergy aren't talking to their gods at the moment. You're the only person anyone knows that still has a holy connection. And right. I think that might be because you're the chosen, you're one of the chosen of this obelisk. 
So maybe there's a reason the obelisk is letting you still talk to your god when no one else can. That's certainly a, um, I'll keep that in mind. There's no guarantees I'm going to get any information back on that. So we're going to have to come up with a plan B. <sighs> we could ask the black staff. Won't she get annoyed that she doesn't have this deck? Uh, I think she'd be more concerned that we have it, is my concern. She was very concerned yeah. about the fact that I have wild magic. I'm not, I'm not talking about the deck, I'm talking about the other problem of healing a dying god. Uh, yeah. We've been tasked with I'm that, just... and that's a- I don't know about you all, that's above my normal pay grade. I am a tavern-class bard. Well, I washed out fact... of the good college and went to the bard college. Yes, and the fact that it chose, you know, not the Blackstaff might, you know, cause some issues. Some feelings, problems. She makes a very good point. They were here for a while. Nothing came out of it. Nobody happens to know mending, <laughs> by any chance. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that would do it by itself, though. I think that this is. Why don't we ask more? Can you ask Mortimer if Mortimer knows how to heal a dying, like a dying god? Epi shrugs, flips the bow open, and writes down. Do you know how to heal a dying god, specifically the obelisk? The letters fade into the page. You see, you're appearing on the page. Generally, it depends on the god. With the obelisk specifically, I haven't the faintest idea. I write in there too. That's alright. Thank you for trying. I'll have to come back to that in a little bit. What other ways are there to heal a god? Just, just to put a pin in that. For later. Are you asking more about this? saying to, to put a pin in that for later. <laughs> I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that that's gonna be on the to-do list for later, then. I don't think we have any leads right now. I think we probably shouldn't draw any more cards right now. I think we should save that for an emergency or a dead end. Yeah. Um, when I think about it, maybe the black staff is the only option. I dream of breaking in to um, the Blackstaff's uh, tower, but I feel like that is such a feat that will never be achieved. Um, but I think maybe talking may like give us a clue as to what to do next. I kind of agree with that now. Are there any gods of, of chaos or wild magic, something close to the power the obelisk seems to give us? Because I'm seeing a theme between us having wild magic and this deck. If it's the theme is thick chaos, maybe we need to talk to an acolyte of a chaos god. Roll a religion check. Uh, that is a seven plus plus one eight. You have never heard of a god of chaos or wild magic. Have I heard of any? Roll a religion check. Shiny blue dice time this shot. Ooh, that's a fifteen plus four for a nineteen. Okay, so. As far as, like, divine, what's the word I'm looking for? As far as divine domains, wild magic isn't really a divine domain. Wild magic, anytime it's come about, has been because of something going wrong. The last time wild magic came about was in the time of troubles, where, among many other things, the gods were cast out of the heavens and walked among mortal. Everything's... And during that during that time, the Mistra, the god of magic, was killed, and the weaves started 
the weave is what creates magical... Arcane magic comes from the weave. It started to come undone. There started to become rifts in reality. And that's where wild magic comes from. It's literally reality undoing itself. Tebby's thinking about things he's read about looking at Brock and, and Brock as, as they're talking about this. just sort of says, So, there's not technically a god of wild magic or chaos, because that's what happens when all of the magic starts to unweave itself. Basically, the last time this happened, the gods fell out of heaven and were woken amongst the mortals, and then some things went wrong. You've heard of the time of great troubles, right? It, that's what that's what happened. We might be a little up the creek without the paddle if this doesn't work out. Seeing as how I may or may not have had some experience in Blackstaff Towers, would I know like a secret back doorway in? To the best of your knowledge, the enchantments there, there might be some back doors made by some of the mages, but you would have to know certain command words to access them. Alright. Epi, I have a question for you. Sure. You, we're, we all know, uh, you, you studied at the Blackstaff Tower for a little bit. Do you know anybody there who might know more about, uh, maybe like a god of knowledge would be where we would go, or maybe the kind of magic we're dealing with? We need somewhere to start with how to fix this thing before it pops. I have a magical time bomb in my basement. Do I know anyone who specializes in gods? How to or fix wild these? magic, or yeah. any of those things? What are my old professor buddies up to? What do I roll for that? I'll say with that religion roll from before, and the fact that you've been sitting here thinking about deities, you know that the, the god Ogma is the god of knowledge. And because you guys are right here in the... Well, okay. You remember you went to the Temple of Tear, right? The Halls of Justice. Mm -hmm. It is right next door to the Font of Knowledge, which is the Temple of Ogma, who is the God of Knowledge. As far as the Blackstaff's Tower and, like, the, the Order of Mages that are there, yeah, there's probably a lot of people you could ask. These are very scholarly people. Somebody is bound to know something. I mean, thanks for a minute. So... There's definitely someone in the Blackstaff Tower that would know about that, but I have a feeling that we're all going to get pulled in if we start asking too many questions. Now, on the other hand, just next door to the the Hall of Justice, basically, there is a, a font of knowledge where all the Ogma clerics go. They might have some knowledge, but also, you know, the reception for talking to the gods isn't really all that great right now, but they might have a library. They might, and also, if we're, like, the chosen ones of this dying god, maybe we can talk to a deity where other people can't. Like, Right. I think it's worth a shot. I'm certainly down to try. Not going to lie. Might have paid a visit to some of the temples up there. They're not doing great, and on one of the routes into the city, there's been a lot of bandit attacks, and... Let's just say I have some concerns about that. Uh, well, maybe not tonight, and tomorrow is our my bard off, but maybe we can look into that after that. That's fine with me. If we can get the powder back on, kind of taps on the obelisk, maybe we can solve this lickety split. Who knows? Maybe it's a lot easier than we thought. We just need the... Is there like a, a guild for putting obelisks back together? Uh, maybe we just need some, like, magical flex tape. <laughs> exactly. 
just one big mending spell. I'm sure that'll work on an infinite library. Um, hmm. So, where to first? The Blackstaff Tower? Or Ogma's Fountain of Knowledge? Uh, I think the Fountain of Knowledge is the best path. I, I think we all agree that once we start digging the Blackstaff Tower, that might take us deeper down a rabbit hole we're not ready to go down yet. So maybe let's put the Blackstaff off unless we think it's the only option. Sounds fair. The relief is palpable in his expression. I thought that sounds like an excellent idea. I'm, I'm completely on board. All right. Well, at this point, I think we're ready to carry on to the Temple of Ogma. Uh, sure. Yeah. So you guys are currently outside of the Pard Rock Cafe as you travel. Nothing crazy happens. For the first time in like three days. Uh huh. <laughs> Make your way up through the Castle Ward, just into the North Ward, to the Vault of Knowledge. I'ma pull my hood up. Actually, yeah, I'ma I'm pull my hood up. I won't do too much, but I'ma do it. Brock just gives Epi a look like, I know just enough about you now to really, really understand why you're always hiding everything. Epi sort of gives him a look back and kind of shrugs. So, shall we? Let's shall. So, uh, as you make your way in through the front doors, the Font of Knowledge is home to countless scribes and academics, clerics of Ogma. It is just a massive library. If you had not just been in the library that was inside the, the obelisk, you would think this is the biggest library I've ever seen. It's huge, and it looks really, really old. Like, it's been here a long time. And there are just... It's very quiet. You hear people shuffling all over the place. You hear like a cough from off somewhere in the stacks of books. But it's very quiet. There's people of all ages and races and backgrounds just shuffling around, reading scrolls, poring over books. You think you have reached a very central well of knowledge in the city of Waterdeep. Just imagine poor Armbar going like, Oh, not another library! The only place we spend more time in the library is the sewers, to be honest. At least I understand one of those two things. Happy <laughs> looks like the world's happiest little tiefling. So do we, like, go to the card catalog, or do we, like, find somebody and ask what we're looking for? Is there, like, a s central desk? Not yeah, that you can see. a reference librarian. It's just books. There is a, there's an altar to Ogma. That's about the only central structure you can see. Could, is there any, like, indication that we could pray to it and that would be okay? Sure, you see people all around it. Alright, Bro Brock's, like, waving everybody over there. Like, let's try just asking Ogma for help. Like, let's go right to the source. So the altar is interesting in that it has lots of books and scrolls piled around it. And as you approach, you do see an older man kind of shuffle up, and he very delicately places another rolled-up scroll on the altar. Does a quick bow says something under his breath, and then makes his way back into the library. Um, you did see, looks to be a holy symbol of Ogma, which is, I believe, a scroll case. But it's like, not an actual scroll case. It's it's a holy symbol. It's a it's a model of a scroll case. Okay. And that is... The, Can the Brock just flag this guy down while he's like, before he walks away? Sure. How do you get his attention? Uh, I, I try waving my hand so he can see me. It's because I'm trying to be quiet, because this is also a library. Sure. Uh, he does, he pauses, looks up at you, makes his way over. Uh, yes, can I help you? 
yes, we were, uh, we, we came here, uh, uh, I and my friends, we, we were afflicted with wild magic by the incident at the Bard Rock Cafe uh, the other day, and we were hoping to seek Agma's wisdom as to, for more guidance as to why that has happened to us. And I was just wondering if there was somebody who, like, can help us, like, uh, communicate to Agma with the altar. Like, uh, you know, my friend here is Alkali of a different god, but, you know, I want to be sure, like, we're, as best we can, we communicate to Agma our question. So the older man kind of nods and says, well... I'm certain we have someone that can help you. Uh, you say you have wild magic. That's interesting. Have you always had it? Uh, no, I've only had it a few di- for a few days now. Uh, just the other day, I was investigating something, and I just suddenly could only speak in bubbles. Fascinating. So you got wild magic, but did not have it before? No, I had normal magic before, but the wild magic is new. I see. And he looks at the rest of you. And what about all of you? The same? I once summoned a giant monkey hand for no reason. That was all. It was a foot. And you did this on purpose? No. No, I was trying very hard not to do anything like that. Then it just happened. Rook nods. Um, yeah, I had some weird stuff happen to me too. And Armbar is just back there nodding along. Yeah. <laughs> I bounced around like a ping pong ball. I, I can't. I can't do Armbar's voice. He's irreplaceable. We just canonically established that Armbar does know what ping pong is and he exists in favor. Sure. What else are gladiators going to do in their spare time? <laughs> I hear that that those kind of jumping exercises are good for your core. I have heard the same. <laughs> Plyometrics are very popular in <laughs> <laughs> I personally am a fan of Pilates. Uh, you know, maybe I should start offering some Zoom classes at the Bard Rock Cafe. <laughs> we do have CrossFit on alternating Tuesdays. <laughs> no, CrossFit's uh, a cult. I mean, we're at a church. What do you want? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you can speak to Karen, but don't let her sell you any of those essential oils. They're good for nothing. That's what I've heard. I heard she even got into selling crystals. Says they have magical abilities, but they really don't. Now, the magical crystals cost premium. At least she's her own boss. Sets her own schedule. Might be a pyramid scheme, but you know what? Doesn't have benefits either. <laughs> Like, pyramid schemes, that's where you, like, you have to help other people build a pyramid, right? Like, out of, like, blocks and sandstone. Bless your stupid, sure stupid little heart. I love you to death. So. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna stop this right here. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the old man co- kind of continues. He's, Wild magic hasn't been around since the time of trouble. It passed through bloodlines and exposure to chaotic magical events, but it's odd that you got it at random. I mean, it sounds like the exact way people get wild magic. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened the other day, but a large object fell from the sky and struck the Bard Rock Cafe. Uh, and uh, the next day I had wild magic. You were there when the meteor struck. I remember. Everyone was talking about it. You got wild magic when the meteor hit. Uh, that's what I think. I see. Then it sounds like that meteor is a source of chaotic energy. 
and you should treat it with great caution. And get it out of the basement if I get you. I'm assuming it's in the basement because you haven't told me. But you should really get it out of the basement. Uh, unfortunately, it's very heavy. We don't have them. We don't have. Uh, we haven't invented the equipment yet in big room technology to move something that heavy. Your vision for the future is admirable. <laughs> We're gonna side quest. Bart and Brock's gonna invent the crane. <laughs> 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 I'm not cross-crossing to Artificer, everybody. It's okay. <laughs> the claw knows all. It is our master. <laughs> the claw. The claw. However, what did you come here looking for? Uh, no, I'm thinking that's the way to put this. We want, I want to learn more about uh, what the nature of wild magic, and I think, and uh, we had we had a colleague told us that a god of wisdom might be able to tell us more about the di- direct source of wild magic than uh, we could probably find on our own, and that's why we came to seek Ogma's guidance. I see. Unfortunately, Ogma has been silent. And more alarmingly, Ogma's magic has begun to fade. Scrolls that were restored using our cleric spells have begun to, to degrade again. We are hard at work currently, trying to copy what we can before the scrolls return to the condition they were found in. Some of these are ancient. The stack of scrolls at the altar are scrolls we have finished scribing, or ones that degraded too quickly and we could not get all of them. There is so much work to do in this library, and we're going to lose so much knowledge. Have you had someone who's not a cleric try casting Mending on the scrolls? Mending? You're brilliant. Why didn't we think of such a simple (laughs) solution? The library is saved. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, Brock just book explained this guy. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Brock just wanted to know if it worked or not. Library episodes are always the best episodes. Yeah. Epi just looks at him. Honestly, Brock. Where do you even get such silly ideas? Yes. Mending only repairs an item. But ink? Ink is not restored to its original state. The paper might come back, but the writing will not. So, in theory, if there were, say, an object that got a lot of cracks in it, even if it was enchanted, or magical of some sort, could mending fix that? How big is the crap? How magical is the item? Uh, imagine if it was the power of a god inside of a rock about the size of uh, a full story of a building. So in short, very and very. Very. Yes. You want to use mending to fix a god-tier powerful building-sized object. Well, is there like a ninth level spell version of lending? Is there mending? Is there anything in that neighborhood that would be better? Like, like if I wanted to like fix something that big and powerful, like is there like a spell that's like not a cantrip that would get that done? The most powerful spell is wish, but if you're talking about something with the essence of a god or something in that power level, even wish might not be enough. 
Wish can rewrite reality, but the gods and their power are the essence of reality itself. Hmm. You wouldn't happen to know anyone with a wish spell, would you? Uh, you could always ask for Blackstaff or a genie. Perfect. Where would we find a genie? On an elaborate quest, I'm sure. Is that an easier solution for you? Effie <laughs> <laughs> just sort of blank stares back. Well, I, I mean, I owe someone in their money. I really can't afford to give it back right now. You owe the black staff money? One specific one. I should let her know you're here. Please What's don't. Name? My name is uh. Nobody. Huh? Literary. No. Right, no, let, so uh, let me, let, Brock's going to intervene on this conversation. Uh, the Black Staff has actually been communicating with me, uh, so I'm going to level with you. The Meteor was a magical obelisk, and the Black Staff has tasked me, the owner of the cafe, to keep it safe and be its keeper, so I'm trying to learn more about it. I'm trying not to go back and bother her with something that I've already been tasked with, unless I need to. Well, she's chosen her champions well, Mr. Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> well... In, in her defense, I own the building, and that's why I was chosen. It pays to be rich. <laughs> used to. <laughs> oh, sir, I'm sorry. I, I don't think this one has two coins to rub together. I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, we'll go find Karen. Thank you for letting us know. Goodbye. Thank you, you for your off. assistance. You, you hear him grumbling as he walks off. We hear many instances of the word mending, mutter, mutter, mending, mutter, mutter, mending. <laughs> yes. And then we go looking for someone named Karen. So as you walk off, you realize you have no clue who Karen is or where she might be. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold I on. know how to summon a Karen. I know it's going. I would like to speak to the manager. Ready. <laughs> right, like Rook listens for the magic I, phrases of the Karen. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually say, is anybody looking to speak to the manager? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see you've dealt with the Karens before. I was gonna go with something along the lines of my my energies are really off, and you know I could just use something to really set the vibes back. You know, clear the air. Oh, that's right. We're looking for somebody hawking essential oils. Exactly. We're looking for a huckster. You gotta give him the pitch. Roll perception. Okay. I'm rolling. Where's my perception? I rolled a uh, 16 plus 2, 18. Okay, okay. Catch up dice time. Yeah, that's an 11 plus a 2 for a whopping 13. I got 15 total. Nice. Okay, so Rook and Epi, nothing. Brock, you smell bergamot. <laughs> Just a whiff of it. Like, wait a minute. I smell essential oils. <laughs> and I, I tell everyone that, and I point in the direction the smell is coming from. Uh, there is another cleric, slightly younger. She looked like in her, like, you sure she isn't, like, in her, like, late 40s, early 50s? Yeah, I mean, when I say slightly younger, it's slightly younger than seven. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, slightly younger <laughs> than that guy. I thought you meant, like, just a younger person. <laughs> I thought you meant they were on the younger side, not younger no, no, than no. the last person we spoke They're, with. Okay. Has her hood pulled down, has kind of an A-cut hair style, <laughs> kind of this side bob thing going on. She's furiously scribbling, uh, and you do see some vials just under the table in a basket next to her feet. Um, excuse me, miss, are you Karen? Yes. 
pleasure to meet you. I'm Brock Song. Uh, one of your one of your associates said you were the person to speak with if we want assistance uh, praying to. Are you looking for the essential oils? Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you about them. So, this what's that uh, look? Why are you looking at me that way? Well, I, I well, if you have an oil that would specifically be helpful in us communicating with Ogma, that was what your associate said you'd be able to help us with today. Uh, we have some questions for Ogma, and we and uh, we were told you would be able to help us. Sure. So this is frankincense. It's known to increase your spiritual awareness. So what you need to do is you need to rub a little on your wrists, inhale it, let it seep into your your soul, and then you need to pray. And I promise you, it'll be a whole different experience. Unlike anything you've ever had before. All right, fantastic. And can you join us in that prayer? Or do you think it'd be helpful if an accolade of Ogma were to pray with us? I'm busy. All right, that's fine. Uh, so, is there any information you can give me about the prayers, or like a prayer to Ogma we say when we before we ask Ogma our questions? You came to a temple of Ogma and you don't know what you're doing. Well, I'm not an accolade of Ogma. I was hoping usually like there's some there's like someone to lead with prayer, but you all seem very busy, and that's why I'm just asking for help. I want to make sure I do this right. You know, my family, like, I have a family of paladins, but, you know, I, they they follow other gods. I'm not familiar with yours specifically enough to know the prayers. I'm so sorry. Really? Which gods do they follow? Uh, Paul, the role player, doesn't remember what the god that founded the organization that his family's paladins specifically answer for, but there is a god. I would have to look it up. There's an organization in Waterdeep that uh, specifically is, like, paladins that were being raised to be part of, like, the city guard. And they were founded by uh, by a specific uh, god or demigod in the city's history. It's part of Waterdeep lore, but I don't remember it personally. My I, my backstory is my family is involved in them. But anyway, so I'm asking Karen my question of like, is there any specific prayer I'm supposed to say to Ogma before I ask Ogma questions? This is the question we left off on. Well, there's two ceremonies that are performed for Ogma. One in the morning and one in the evening. Uh, the morning ritual is known as the binding. It is a prayer first thing in the morning after you get up. You ask for knowledge. You put forth what you're hoping to learn throughout the day. You clean your, you clear your mind of the previous day's events. Focus on what your goal is to learn. And you pray for assistance in learning those things. And gaining insight that has not been found or known before. And then in the evening there is the covenant. Where you reflect by yourself but preferably with others. On the things that you learned during the day, the knowledge and insight that Ogma granted you, and how this will influence the research going forward. All right, it sounds like that one's actually the one we need. We had some information today, and also I think it's closer to nighttime right now. So when is the next one of those? Well, uh, Ogma has been oddly silent, but we still do the covenant here at the temple. If you wish to wait around a couple of hours, we should be winding down for the day. Most of the clerics... We'll be scribing through the night until we can't anymore, uh, trying to save some of the scrolls. I don't know if you've heard, but they're decaying very quickly. But feel free to participate with the rest of the faithful in the Covenant. Uh, it can take quite a long time as everyone reflects on what they've learned. Usually they split into small groups of three to five and call on Ogma as they discuss knowledge and secrets and realizations. All right, well, thank you very much for your time, Karen. If I could just ask you one more question, is there, a, is there either a card, catalog, or reference deck we can use to like find materials we can re review and study while we're waiting for that? So she does, for the sake of brevity, she does direct you to one of the lower-ranking scribes who is responsible for fetching books or taking people where they need to go 
So at this point, you're able to find your way around the library with some assistance. Alright, fantastic. Hi, I'm Karen Canson, and I am just so excited to tell you about Healthy Care and Living Essential Oils. We source all our products locally from in and around the lower water deep area using natural methods free from magical influences that leave residue that might dilute the purity of our products. That's why HKL essential oils are the best on the market. We have all the popular fragrances, so don't you miss out. From frankincense to peppermint to lavender, lemon, or lime, all of our essential oil products undergo a rigorous testing process resulting in the miracle oils you see today. I'm also happy to tell you that for a very limited time, we are looking to recruit more independent Karens to spread the good word and sell our products. Tired of the all-day grind? Tired of working for ungrateful bosses? Come be your own boss, selling a product that you can feel good about. Contact Karen Canson today to get started at superb limited-time discounts for future Karens. Cool. All right, and so in, unless everyone has anything else they want to do, I want to ask this person if they can help us find any books that reference the deck of many things. Aha. Uh -huh. I would like to go along with this also, but at some point, I do want to whisper into this dude's ear about uh, maybe finding some books about the dead or undead, you know, Acolyte of the Raven Queen, all that good stuff. Okay, so for the deck of many things... There are plenty of references to its existence. There are very few descriptions of what it does or what its contents are. There are very few first-hand accounts. Those that do give an account uh, explain about, you know, people gaining vast riches, unbelievable power, and then again, people just dropping dead on the spot, people losing their minds, people being cursed. But as far as actual specifics about the contents of the deck, what the cards are, there's not very much there. Uh, and the cleric does actually tell you that that is one of the areas that knowledge is wanted. The deck seems to be exceedingly rare, and information about it is very highly sought. As far as undead, you have a whole section in the library. What do you want to know? <laughs> Happy is trying to contain his excitement. So, 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 as you know, um, Acolyte of the Raven Queen. Have you have you got anything about perhaps necromancy spells? You know, Raven Queen does not approve of necromancy. I gotta know how to fight it. What they're doing, what it looks like, what's been studied. It, it's good for the soul. So, as no far as spells... For whose soul? <laughs> so as far as, like, spell books, there are none. There are descriptions of what the spells are and what has been done with necromancy. Uh, discussions about, you know, rituals to become a lich. There's discussions about how to raise the dead, how to create zombies and other forms of undead. And then, like, you kind of get off on a rabbit trail. There's a whole discussion of, like, ghosts and specters and how they come to be and how to release them from their torment and being trapped on the material plane. It just books and books and books. Generations of research. It's, it's a lot. So, unless you have a specific thing you're looking for, you could spend a long, long time Epi is going to file away where this is in the back of his mind, and just says, Have there been any instances of someone using necromancy to, say, heal someone from death? Oh, sure. And the scribe kind of takes you over to, like, 
the holy necromancy kind of stuff, where raise dead, revivify, the power of gods being channeled into necromantic efforts, that sort of thing. Again, lots of study, lots of books, discussions on, like, the soul and its connection to the body and the astral sea and just all this stuff. Again, unless you're looking for something very, very specific, there's a lot here. And while Epi's looking through that, I'm actually going to ask, uh, is there any books that detail, and more specifically, the Time of Troubles? Oh, yeah. The scribe is taking you over there. He's actually talking as he walks with you. And he says, so an interesting fact about the font of knowledge is that it actually survived the Time of Troubles and the Sundering. Uh, so it's one of the oldest libraries in existence. And so a lot of the scrolls here chronicled the events of that time, from the gods being cast down and, you know, being stripped of their divinity. And, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to ask if there's any mention in those texts that you know of um, of something named Endless. Endless? Or maybe a god that didn't have a name? Uh, Perhaps. Well, there's been plenty of nameless gods. Uh, nothing about Endless, though. Uh, anything maybe tied, maybe any of them tied to wild magic or chaos? Uh, and at this point, the scribe kind of repeats what you guys already gathered about. Yeah wild magic that you know it's not so yeah. let me ask this question the above game way to help this out here uh brock is looking for either information about the god dying or about how he could heal a dying god yeah. or any gods that specifically came to earth and survived like the fact that like we know the font of knowledge helped like is augma the god we need like that kind of thing i'm looking for like some sort of guidance either what god we needed to talk to or what we have to do and that's basically the, the what my like, series of questions is trying to lead to is, is there a book here that will tell me more about dying gods or how to save dying yeah. gods? Or, or even just the nature of these gods that we can right. figure out how to heal or, them. <laughs> like, you know, or whatever god, like there was a god that restored the magic, who that god was, any of that would be helpful. Yeah, right. The mechanism that we need. Sure. So Just to shorten up us asking 70 questions with this <laughs> <Yes>. one librarian. <laughs> so... The long and short of it, the scribe gets really excited and actually it's like some other scribes come and join in the conversation talking about the time of troubles. You know, there were several gods that died during the time of troubles. Baal being one of the most noteworthy because he was the god of murder and he was killed. And see, when a god dies... Ironic. Yeah, right? When a god dies, the god is dead, but their power and their whole domain still remains. So that power has to go somewhere, and sometimes that domain is absorbed by another god, like in the case of... I can't think of an example right now off the top of my head. Uh, but, like, another god can absorb that god's domain, or a god can masquerade as another god and take the worship of that god as their own. In the case of Baal, the god of murder, when Baal came and walked among humanity, he foresaw his own death. So he got busy and had a bunch of kids. And then all of those kids inherited a spark of his divinity, and all those kids, when he died, the divinity passed on to his heir, but because he had so many kids, he had a bunch of heirs, and so they all had to hunt each other down and kill each other to steal the spark of divinity from each other, until finally only one remained, and that became the new Lord of Murder. So, his, so this god's story is the plot of the movie Highlander. <laughs> Basically. They talk about how uh, the god of magic tried to get back into heaven, and Helm was standing at the gate, tasked to keep the gods out of heaven. So Helm and Mistra fought, and Helm killed 
Nystra, and so magic started to unravel because there was no god of magic, and that's where some of the wild magic comes from. And they also talked talk about, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, during the Time of Troubles, clerics couldn't use their spells unless they were really close to their god's avatar. Like, if their god was on Earth, they had to go over to, like, within a certain distance from their god before they could use their cleric spells again. Otherwise, it just didn't work. Then they start talking about, hey, that's kind of what's going on now, except there's no gods walking around. Or are they just walking around elsewhere? Like, maybe the gods, like, maybe the gods are just, they could be spread out, like, Neverwinter, or I don't know the name of literally any other places in Faerun. Well, and so they, they say, well, that could be, but I feel like we would have heard about it by now. Like, past couple of days, we've sent out a lot of messages. You know, mages still have their magic, so they can magically communicate. There's no discussion of gods coming to Earth anywhere. So if there's a god that's on the material plane, we haven't heard about it. What if a god was, like, trapped in something? Maybe that would be a way you would know. Like, what if they were trapped inside of a, a large rock, you know, about a building story tall, probably weighs a couple thousand pounds? You With, mean like maybe... a meteor? Yes, the guy exactly. That you something like a meteor is like right behind you. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> would it be possible for like a like a god who wanted to expel another god to just trap them and then throw them down to Faerun like that, and that and then you wouldn't know they were walking around because they'd be trapped. I think maybe you should let me come look at this meteor. I'd have to talk to the black staff about that. They have very specific instructions, but I would love to have someone take another look with me. Sure, go talk to the head mage of the city. No, I'm specifically forbidden to just let people walk about it. Sure, sure. What's your name? I'm sorry, sir. I've completely forgotten your name. My name? Yes. Roshi. Sir. Bruce? Roshi. Bruce? Okay, thanks. That's all I wanted to ask. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, like, I will just blur out the first name I come up with because I don't want to open the spreadsheet. (laughs) That's fine. I just, like, realized, like, I have no idea what to call this dude. I am the cleric Roshi. Roshi. Oh, Roshi, Ah. that's nice. Oh, the master of his domain. You could say that. I like it. Master Roshi. So, hear me out. I know, so the black stuff puts you in charge, for the most part, of making sure that it's safe, and you have fairly good character judgment. I trust Roshi. Roshi, right? I trust him. Look at that face. That's a face that knows some things. Let's just have him look. We don't have to get the black staff right. involved. They're busy. Alright. Yeah, you know, Alright, that's fine. Uh, Roshi, how about after, uh, th- I told there's like a ritual that goes on here tonight. After that, would you like to come look at the obelisk with us? Certainly. Alright, and then unless Epi wants to look at a bajillion other books throughout the library, I think we're ready to time skip to that ritual. Oh yeah, at this point, you guys have been yeah. <laughs> wandering around for long enough. Yeah. You let a person of indiscriminate class in a library. <laughs> Epi found something to do. <laughs> so, uh, you find that everybody is congregating around the idol in the center of the library. They all seem to be carrying tomes and scrolls. They're all sitting down and laying out the books in front of them. Uh, they seem to be gathering up in groups of three to five. What do we do? Well, we are a group of three to five, so I think we're good. Yeah. Come with me! Okay. Yeah! Group up Perfect, with yep. me! Perfect, we'll join him. Right. Much, <laughs> infinitely better than Karen, to be honest. Yes. Uh, and you did see Karen, like, making her way over to you, and then she sees Roshi and immediately turns around and walks the other way. Ooh. That was cold. Oh, yeah, she's a 
explicit tags. <laughs> I just, I just lean over. I'll give you. I, I'm betting a silver they were married at one point. No, I get the impression that maybe he's the manager she wanted to see. Effie <laughs> <laughs> kind of nods. You know that that might be it. This is more entertaining than prime time. Yeah, we, we're ready to join Roshi in whatever prayer he guides us through. Alright, so Roshi sits down, pulls out a large hat with gold trimming, and puts it on. Uh, he puts on uh, some ceremonial garb, and begins to talk about some of his research for the day. Talks about how uh, he has been restoring some of the scrolls that talk about the ruins in Schult, some of the phenomena that take place down there. Uh, there is discussion of undead epics, so you're fascinated. Oh. Nothing specifically about what you're talking about, but talking about, like, the ancient ruins and the zombies that guard them, and some of the unique undead-like mummies that are found there, and how um, a lot of what has been found there is unique and different. Poisons that put people in stasis indefinitely, where they don't age, they don't need food or drink, but they can't eat. Stuff like that. And so he finishes and he says, all right... That's everything I have for my day. Tell me about yours. All right, well, Brock will go first. So I learned that there is a magic rock in my basement that may or may not contain or be a dying god, and it has tasked me with keeping it from dying. I also learned a lot of my... I read my entire life story and learned way more than I ever thought I'd know about myself. Um, if you're all set, I learned I have a bad memory... Um, that got worse today, um, for some reason. And, it's um, always your memory. <laughs> I know. Yes. Right? I had to start pretending to be your sister again. We've got a running gag, and I didn't even catch it. <laughs> no, it's for, like, episode the, three. The, the amnesia. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, the, the wild magic keeps attacking poor Rook's brain. Yes, it's really interesting. And yet I make these crazy arcana rolls. For no reason as well. Anyway, so sorry. Um, so today I, um, yeah, I learned that I have a very a worsening memory. Um, that um, yeah, I learned about this god stuff. I don't think I read my book. I learned that I'm very avoidant. Roshi is just nodding along and paying close attention to everything you all say. And Umber's like, I learned the letter B. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> And the gold barrier goes bonk. <laughs> oh, I can't. He also learned the identity of Kevin, but I hope he doesn't say it. Oh, yeah. He has forgotten. Excellent. Okay. No, he has. I'm not going to make that character choice no. for him. He would know that for sure. No, but the thing he learned he's most excited about is the letter B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he says that, and, like, Roshi just looks at him, sighs a little bit, and then looks at Epi. And you... Well, um, so I learned about uh, how up a creek without a paddle some of the other temples are, trying to care for all of the wounded. Now, apparently we're not getting a lot of health potions in because there's a bunch of bandits on a route that my brother might be going down. I learned that uh, my good friend Brock here got me looped into a fixing a god situation, which I have to admit is very interesting. And I learned about the biggest library I've seen in a while. I don't know how I missed this place. Really? This place is very impressive. And, uh... The second biggest library I've seen today. I know, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that obelisk. I'm sure you'll be very interested to know. It's got a really big library in it. Don't know how we got there. Don't know how we got out. 
It's a giant library with everyone's stories on them, and uh, you can't take the books with you, unfortunately. Maybe we just couldn't figure out where to, make, where to sign up for a library card, and that's where we fell short. So, I mean, above game epic, you would know, like, if you knew about this library, the Blackstaff Tower has more, like, focused books. So you're going to school, you had a bunch of textbooks. This is, like, the city library, but on steroids, because it's one of the main libraries of Faerun. This is the Library of Congress City Library. Yeah. Epi has been here before, but Epi's not Probably. Like that. <laughs> but, like, you know, you spend a lot of time in the Blackstaff Tower studying focused books on specific topics, and yeah, you probably had, like, you probably brought some books over from the Font of Knowledge just because it's there. Like, it's a 20-minute walk, and then you're at the Font of Knowledge, and you can just get whatever book you need on any topic. Yeah, go ahead. And Epi's just like, and also, I, well, I learned at one point this week that a lot of the ends sell beverages that are basically like <laughs> All they are is just flavored water. Isn't that what tea is anyway? <laughs> no, Thank no. you! Tea, tea is water with leaves in it. There's a chemical exchange happening. It's not just magically tasting water. That's For that no definition, substance. mud is tea. Exactly. This is why none of you should be tasked with making tea. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm a cleric of Alcala. Yes, but that's why you should know better. Honestly. I am studying the arcane phenomena of Schultz. I have no time for tea. I feel like you should pencil that in, but keep doing what you're doing. I'm loving the research you're bringing back. And Eileen and I whispered to everybody, the tea is still less of a lie than those essential oils. <laughs> Roshi just leans in and goes, Word. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <love> Roshi. <laughs> and then, all is right. there a window here where we can ask the questions we have for Ogma? So, Roshi leads you all in a prayer to Ogma, asking your questions, asking for clarification or expansion of the knowledge that you have. And as has been the case with everyone, Ogma is silent. There is no, there's nothing, just silence. And Roshi seems disappointed, but not surprised. But that concludes the evening ceremony. All right, well, thank you for guiding us through that, Roshi. Would you uh, like to join us and take a look at my uh, pet obelisk? Yes, I want to see the space rock. All right, so I lead the way to the Bard Rock Cafe. And right. I just kind of like wave him through with the go <laughs> past the guards with, with the rest of us. So the guards... They don't know any better. They let you through. Roshi keeps up pretty well. He's pretty spry for an old guy. Insight check. Is he really an old guy? Roll me an insight check. Can I can I suddenly cast detect magic as well? You can certainly try. Roll. Okay. okay roll insight first. Let's do this one at a time. All right. All right. What's my modifier? So that's a seven plus a four. Seems like a spry old guy. Detect magic. Roll. I'll say roll deception. Okay. Okay. He's a deceiver. I'm sure this will be fine. Um. Also, casting magic in front of the obelisk has never gone badly for us. It's yep. fine. It's fine. Okay. So, the deception modifier of plus three and a 16, that's a solid 19. Okay. Uh, Roshi does not catch you trying to subtly cast detect magic. No magic. You just, just the old dude in the robe. But we do see the magic. Uh, Epi does see the magic from the obelisk, I imagine, right? 
Oh yeah, like all the normal stuff that you know is magical already. Nothing new okay. triggers. Nothing new. Okay. Just a spry old guy does his Pilates. Roll me a D one hundred, please. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> you knew the risks. That's a thirty-two. Uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, all no. of you. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> what have I, done? I rolled. I rolled a fourteen plus two is sixteen. Oh. Oh no. I rolled. I rolled twenty-two total. Okay. So Rook, you're the only one to notice as it's now getting to be nighttime. Uh, I rolled a long- 20 plus 2. Okay, so you you notice it as well. Uh, even though the sun is going down and it's very dark, there is still, like, some light casting shadows. Epi, you don't have a shadow. Hmm. Also, you rolled a natural oh. 20, Epi. Mm-hmm. These are chaining now. That's all. You don't have a shadow right now. There might be but other she rolled a- I rolled a 20. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, uh, that's a chain 90. Chain effect. I, I, I'm, yeah, we're gonna give this one a pass. Just... Oh, I'm disappointed at that. <laughs> well, okay, right, what did you roll? What were your I rolls? rolled a 90. Oh, and, I got a roll too. forgot. Yep. And a 28. Okay. You hear a faint music coming from your spellbook. I'm going to look in my spellbook. Do I see anything musical? As you pull out your spellbook, a small green bean falls out from between the pages, bounces on the ground, and it's humming. I'm going to pick up the green bean. Roshi turns around and is looking at this green bean. What is that? You have a singing vegetable. Rook is entranced by the green bean. Like, it's it's very, like, it's melodic, right? Like, it's a good song. I mean, people have had worse bookmarks. Yeah. Yes. Can I buy it from you? It has a very... It doesn't stay in the realm of material plane for very long. It's not great. Not the best bookmark. Yeah. Yeah, full disclosure, 90% of the wild magic we've encountered just stops happening on its own at some point. That bean might just disappear in 10 minutes. We don't know. What? You mean this is wild magic? Can I buy it? Probably. <laughs> probably. We just, we just assume when weird stuff happens around us that it's probably just the wild magic at this point. It happens a lot. Probably. But seriously, what do you want for it? You know what? I'm about to make your day. There you go. And I give him the magic bean. That's amazing. Thank you. And he pops in his mouth and eats. Epi just pulls out the book. So, how do you feel? Wait, I have a uh, question first. Epi still has detect magic up. What did all of that uh, look like? So the bean looks like conjuration magic. Possibly maybe transmutation. I don't know. Something in that zone. When he pops the bean, eats it, nothing. Like you don't see any magical effects. How did that taste? It tasted magical. Can Would you s- say it was magically delicious? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. He does not know the Lucky Charms logo to hate <laughs> Roshi's harsh, man. I'm not a f- leprechaun. Oh, listen, guys. So, so can, can you sing any better than you did before? That's a no. That's definitely a no. And Brock immediately tries teaching him how to sing better, is making like motions about like proper breathing and controlling the pitch of your voice. I didn't ask for lessons, kid. Excuse me, sir. I have a degree in music. He just kind of focuses in on you. Oh, really? Would you like to know what I have a degree in? Yes, yes, I definitely do. All of it. And he just starts walking. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I just lean over and whisper to Epi, accept music. He's just shuffling along. So, you guys find yourself in front of the obelisk. As you let Roshi into the basement, he makes his way carefully down the stairs. He stands in front of the obelisk, this obsidian with golden sigils on its side, buried headfirst into the ground. He's looking across it. He seems very just entranced. He walks up, he places his hand on it, draws it back as you see the magic take hold and he's able to speak every language. And he's reading, he's looking at the, the cracks in the obelisk and how deep they've gotten. He turns around and he says, do you know what you have? No, that was the primary question we were trying to answer today. Mostly we have a problem. Yes, that too. What you have is one of the tablets of fate. Thank you for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. You can find more episodes on sassygamers.com. Have you considered becoming a patron? You can get wild rewards like access to our patrons-only Discord, tarot readings from Rook, and access to exclusive one-shot campaigns set in the Bard Rock universe, led by our DM, Kenny. Visit patreon.com slash bardrockcafe to find out more. Until next time, rock on!